Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Informing America's farmers and ranchers, this is AOA, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to AOA. Thank you so much for joining us and letting us be part of your day. Always appreciate it. I am in Grand Island, Nebraska. It's opening day of Husker Harvest Days, broadcasting from the Syngenta Tent. Good to have you with us on AOA. Thanks to Mike Pearson for filling in for me yesterday as I made my way to Grand Island. And we are ready to go with uh, a big three days. The weather, what a change. Yesterday is like 90 here in Grand Island. Today, the forecast for temperatures in the 70s. And it looks like rain uh, around us, but not here at the show site. So uh, that's a break as well. Lots to talk about on today's program. Of course, some things in the news. Uh, it looks like stepped-up basis may now be protected in uh, the latest tax package, but there are some other things in there we're kind of waiting for details on that might not be so good for agriculture, so we're watching that. Also concerns by the biofuels industry with all these these tax proposals. Uh, we've heard so much about the promise of uh, renewable aviation fuel and how that could be a big boost for biofuels, but there's some things possibly in the tax package that might take away that advantage for biofuels, so we have to watch that as well. So some things going on, keep a close watch on as we go along here this week. Joined now by Matt Youngman, National Events Manager for Farm Progress. And wow, same uh, same location, just in a different town. I mean, we're sitting in the Syngenta tent right here on the stage, just like we were a couple of weeks ago in Decatur. Yeah, it's good to see you here in a, in a different, it, the environment feels exactly the same, except yeah. when you look outside and it, it's just a little bit different here. Um, this crowd, this whole show is a little different pace than Farm Progress, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, you know, it's uh, it's they they don't necessarily stack up in line at eight o'clock in the morning. They just kind of make their way in, and and that makes a lot of things kind of work better. You know, the admissions work smoother, the the traffic works smoother, every, everything about it. You know, it's just a little bit, like you mentioned, a little bit uh, a little bit slower pace. But it seems like what we can tell so far, it's still early on, but it looks like a good opening day crowd. Absolutely does. It, it looks great. You know, I think there's a lot of pent-up demand. Nobody's been able to see anything or kick any tires or talk to the experts in two years, just like, you know, the conversations we had two weeks ago. And, and so, you know, really excited. This is a, this is a wonderful show. It's, it's, it's different because of the geography. A lot of beef, uh, you know, obviously the, the largest global uh, row crop irrigation show in in the country if not the world and all these field demo crops are all um, irrigated here on the show site so it's it's a it's a it's a really cool show and as uh, we look around the show site it's been a few years since I've been here wow you've told us about the improvements when you look out there the paved streets uh, this is quite an update from where it was a few years ago. Yeah, when when we celebrated the 40th anniversary, we still had 40-year-old infrastructure in 19 or in pardon me in 2017, and so we uh, you know we we invested with a lot of support from a lot of partners, a lot of community partners, invested about six and a half million dollars into the facility to give us six inches of concrete paving on all the streets, storm sewer drainage. You know, Grand Island, Nebraska, Central Nebraska is pretty flat. We had we had eight tenths of a foot of fall across a half section from a, from one end a half mile to the other there were eight tenths of a foot of fall so now we have like 13 feet of fall out to the drainage ditch uh, on the east side of the ground so this thing sheds water really well and kind of like Decatur Illinois um, you know since we invested six and a half million dollars we haven't had a drop of rain since the, since then on show day so it's a it's a pretty good insurance policy I guess yeah I mentioned the rain you and I were looking at the at the radar on your phone and uh, it's north of us, south of us, but not here at the show site. Yeah, they've, they've been forecasting rain for today all for the last week or so, and 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 fortunately, it looks like we're gonna we're gonna skin through here. And and you know, today's actually a little cool out. I'm I'm wandering around in a <laughs> short sleeve t-shirt or polo, and it's a little chilly. By the time we get to Thursday, it'll be 90 degrees again. And you know, when you come to Husker Harvest Days, you just pack everything you own because you're gonna wear some of it at some point. I brought the long sleeves, <laughs> and because I saw the forecast for today. I noticed as I drove in, uh, coming across uh, Nebraska, not much field work yet going on. No, what you see, you know, if you see things that have been harvested, it's probably silage, 
or it's seed corn. There's a lot of seed corn grown out here on, on these irrigated acres. And, and so, uh, you know, we're right in the heart of seed, seed corn harvesting time. But uh, in terms of harvesting number two yellow or soybeans, uh, everything's changing. And you can tell it's not far off, but, but we're just right in the front of it, which is exactly kind of how we like to time the event, get these folks one last run uh, away from home before the, before the show, before they, their big show time kicks off for harvest. So let's talk about field demonstrations. What will you be able to do? We're gonna we're gonna be able to run everything. Uh, I think we've had we've got the highest yielding corn we've ever had out here for field demonstrations. The the field demo corn is is coming in at about 215 at 22 percent, which is really good for for 99 day corn in in central Nebraska. Uh, so we'll run the run the harvesting demonstrations. All the same autonomy things that we did over in Decatur, we're doing here running the uh, running the machines in the field demonstrations as well as them having their own dedicated area. You got to talk about livestock demonstrations at Husker Harvest Days. Really awesome uh, cattle handling demonstrations and seminars up there in the livestock building, and and just a lot of content, stock dogs and and wild horse training from the Bureau of Land Management. Just a, a lot of livestock things occurring here, in addition to the corn harvest and the tillage and the haying demonstrations that we have here at Husker Harvest Days. So you got a lot of things uh, going on, and as you mentioned, the the, the focus of this show it is it, different than uh, the Farm Progress. You mentioned the livestock. You mentioned the irrigation. Those are the two big focuses here. Absolutely. You know, they, we want to make sure that whether you're at New York Farm Show in Syracuse, New York, which is, you know, that focuses on dairy and forestry. And then if you're in Decatur, Illinois, the cash grain desert, you're going to have a, a corn and soybeans show. But when we get to Boone, there's more beef influence. And by the time you get out here to Grand Island, there's a, you know, you don't have to go too far west of here. And it turns into pasture land pretty pretty fast. There's a, there's a lot of beef production here. Uh, it, w you know, with, with the growers that come from here, you're going to see some genuine cowboys here. Of course, Grand Island's been in the news, not in a way they want to be because of, of the uh, JBS fire at the yeah, plant. Yeah, and, you know, I work closely with the Grand Island Fire and Grand Island Rural, and, and they, they, do, they do the EMS and, and some of the work for me out here. So those guys have had a kind of a tough run getting that, getting that handled. Uh, my understanding is that they're going to be able to be back up and running pretty quickly, like maybe even today. And so, um, you know, that's a that's a good group that we work with out here. They're 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 a good group of people. This show, like Farm Progress, you count on a lot of volunteers, don't you? We do, we do. And and you know, we've got this show's been ever other than last year. We've had a show every year on this facility for 40. This is the 44th year of Husker Harvest Days, and. You know, 44 years isn't all that long. There are people that have that you'll run into around here that have literally been to every one of them, and a lot of a lot of longtime people doing doing the jobs that they do to make it happen. And, and it's kind of nice as the show manager because everybody knows what they're doing, and they just step in and 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 say, okay, where's my where's my gator, my lunch passes, my hat, and my shirt, and off I go. And then the information booths are handled, or the the trash is handled. Even for you, that year off last year, you're kind of having to get <laughs> back up to speed on a few things. Yeah, I mean, there, there's been a lot of turnover in the trade show business, and so we're training some new people, and then some people maybe have forgotten some rules. So Tuesday's the day for knocking the rust off. It's kind of like the first 40 acres of corn you harvest. you got to get everything up and running good. Well, we are up and running, and the Husker Harvest Days, Grand Island, Nebraska, underway, day number one. Thanks, Matt. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Very good. Thanks, Mike. Matt Youngman, National Events Manager for Farm Progress. And indeed, we are off and running with Husker Harvest Days. I'm broadcasting from the Syngenta Tent here in Grand Island, Nebraska. We have a lot more to talk about. We'll be talking with folks from Syngenta. We're going to talk uh, some ag issues. We're also going to talk about propane. That's coming up next. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. Peak performance at harvest is a necessity. It's our expertise. Producers who look to have a successful harvest turn to FS. Our grain systems experts reduce downtime by offering the latest products, innovations, and knowledge to your grain operation. Whether you need a part in a hurry or advice on your equipment, we'll keep you running. At FS, we're always looking for ways to optimize your grain system and ensure during harvest your operation is ready for what's next. So visit FSSystem.com and let's get you headed towards your next success. FS, bringing you what's next. 
Heading to Husker Harvest Days in Grand Island, Nebraska this year? Be sure to stop by the Syngenta booth to talk with local agronomists and product experts. Then walk across the aisle and visit the Syngenta Square to relax and enjoy a cold beverage. Mike Adams of Adams on Agriculture will be broadcasting live all three days from Syngenta booth 1106. Stop by to watch the show live at 9 a.m. That's booth 1106 at 9 a.m. We look forward to seeing you in Grand Island at Husker Harvest Days. Join us every Tuesday for Around the Table, brought to you by CHS, where we take a close look at the benefits of cooperative ownership. Every week, we'll host a new guest and discuss how you can get the most from working with your local cooperative. And we'll learn why farmers and ranchers just like you choose cooperatives to help them persevere and prosper. So be sure to tune in each Tuesday or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. DTN and Progressive Farmer bring producers the best content in agriculture. Each day our editors post unique content to our website, bringing you the latest news and information you need for your day-to-day business decisions. DTN and Progressive Farmer provide insights throughout the year to questions like, what is the outlook for corn yields in 2021? Will feed prices surge? What about land prices? And what's today's weather forecast for my farm? For more intelligence like this, visit DTNPF.com. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives with your gifts. Your heart could keep beating. Your kidneys could keep filtering. And your intestines could keep on digesting for others. And that's not all. You can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor. Restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. Welcome back. Day number one of Husker Harvest Days here in Grand Island, Nebraska. I'm broadcasting from the Syngenta Tent, joined now by Tom Good, NK Sales Representative. Want to talk about how you can maximize yield and your ROI potential. Those are goals, obviously, for all corn and soybean growers. And NK Seeds has launched its first ever class of field-forged corn and soybeans. Tom, good to have you with us. Tell us about it. Hey, thanks, Mike, for having me. So. Yeah, field forage is, you know, obviously the process of how uh, guys are looking at, uh, my, uh, my, um, optimizing corn yields and and maximizing ROI, and and uh, we understand that they're looking out for their best interest every year, and how can they maximize their efforts, and, and we're doing the same at NK, and that's how come we come up with field forage series of, of corn and soybean. It's uh, it's available new for 2022. Um, it's a lineup of our corn and soybean varieties that have been a combination of proven performers but yet our new elite upcoming stuff so it's uh, pretty exciting and it's the stuff that's we've carefully looked at and vetted out the last uh, couple years and then these are hand selected products not every product makes it okay let's talk corn first of all what are some of the uh, the benefits that we're seeing already well I think with corn it's it's around for us some key contributors and factors is strong stocks excellent roots um, uh, disease tolerable everybody wants disease tolerant and then a broad adaptability across the farm so uh, and then it also gives them access to our leading um, AgriSure technology which is AgriSure Viptera, AgriSure Duracade and AgriSure Artesian uh, because there is a wide variety of conditions they're trying to manage on their farm. Now what about for soybeans? Soybeans very similar very similar with soybeans we're excited about is we do the same process we do with corn but with uh, soybeans, it's about our really our NK proprietary elite germplasm. So we're looking there on on yield performance across multiple environments. Really focused on SCN, cis nematode for soybeans, and then 
uh, proven it against Phytophthora and some of the major diseases. Nice thing that we have is, is a lot of our varieties have more than one gene against that. So as I said at the outset, this all comes back to maximizing yields and return on investment, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we know at the end of the day, you know, what matters to NK's success of the farmer. I mean, it's it's really around them having the flexibility and, and knowing that there is a, a lot of factors that go into a growing season, a lot of things that affect that. But yet, hopefully we set them up very well uh, to whatever Mother Nature allows that our products and, and, and stuff we've done will help them get the best performance they can. So this first ever class of field forage corn and soybeans, where can growers learn more? They can go to, you know, your local NK retailer, or they can visit www.nkfieldforage.com and, uh, and learn more about it there, or come out and see us Harvest Days. All right, Tom, thanks a lot. Hey, thank you. That's Tom Good, NK sales representative. All right, we are in the uh, Syngenta tent here at Husker Harvest Days, and someone that I've uh, talked to on the phone several times over the years, but glad to have him right here in person with me. That's Mike Newland, Director of Agriculture Business Development for PERC, Propane Education Research Council. Hi, Mike. How are you? It is great to meet you in person. <laughs> uh, a lot of conversations, but uh, good to be back and see people at a show. Yep, we have talked uh, a number of times, and it seems like a lot of times in the past we've talked because there was some problem, right? Yeah. Usually availability of propane, uh, that's a little different story this year. Well, it is. Uh, we've got a much different year. I know 2019 was the big year that we all look back to, you know, that we really struggled logistically to get the volumes where they needed to be. Uh, this year, it's a lot different. I know we've talked over the over, the, over time that we've built out a tool. We built it in the middle of 2019 to really kind of look at the country and uh, monitor the corn moisture across the country. Uh, so we kind of know what we're going into ahead of time, which is awesome. And, um, you know, this year we kind of look at it as tail of two sides of the country almost. The Eastern Corn Belt, uh, called it Illinois East, is going to be, I think, pretty normal from a drying standpoint. Um, as you get to northern Iowa and north and through the Dakotas, western Minnesota, we think that's going to be uh, a little drier than normal just because of the year, the heat. Uh, the stress, the drought stress, and uh, so I think we'll use less propane per bushel to dry that corn than we do uh, on a normal year. So in total, we think the industry uh, will use less propane this year for corn drying, uh, but as I always say, depending on who you are and what you're, where you're listening to this from, uh, talk to your local propane supplier, make sure you've got a plan in place, and um, those conversations I'd have really felt good about them a month ago, but better now than when the combine's rolling through the field. PERC has some tools to help producers plan for their drying needs, right? We do. Uh, we've got it at propane.com. Propane.com is all things propane for our industry. Uh, we have a grain drying page. Go there. We've got a grain drying calculator. You can input just three very simple um, I, uh, topics or um, inputs, if you will. Corn acres, how much... Um, what your expected yield is on those acres and how many points of moisture you plan on taking out before you put it in a bin or take it to town. So uh, it'll spit out a, a rough calculation of expected gallon usage. And uh, that's a great point then to take to your local supplier, have that conversation about getting that locked in. Here at this show, there's a lot of focus on irrigation equipment, obviously, yeah. and I know one of the things that you're talking about is propane-powered irrigation uh, benefits that the producers can see. Absolutely. We love talking irrigation engines. Uh, most folks that talk about propane, or depending on where you are in the country, think, you know, a grain dryer fuel or heating the barn or heating the house. Um, we run a lot of irrigation engines on propane around the country. So, yeah, it's a great fuel, uh, the same attributes that people love in other applications. It's clean, uh, available. Um, the, the one thing that people I don't think think about too much is the cost of that initial investment versus a tier four diesel engine. If you're running a diesel engine, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of folks run electric. If you've got electric uh, here in the Midwest, it's pretty competitive. In some of the other parts of the country, it's not very competitive. So we have a huge advantage on cost versus electric in some areas. So, you know, think about those things, talk to your folks, talk to your supplier, talk to your irrigation company, because I think we've got a great story. Uh, you can put a pivot wherever you want it. Uh, you don't have to find a power line or how much infrastructure to extend a power line to that spot. Uh, so I think it's a great opportunity for folks to expand their irrigation footprint. 
And you have an incentive program that can help them save some money? We always do. Uh, we like uh, giving incentives to folks and getting them uh, introduced to propane and different applications. So go to propane.com slash farm incentive. Uh, it describes what kind of equipment uh, we're giving incentives on right now. Irrigation engines is one of them. And uh, all the details will be there at propane.com slash farm incentive. Probably more uses for propane on the farm and around the home than maybe some people realize. Yeah, we're, honestly, that's a very uh, accurate statement and one that we spend a lot of time trying to tell people. Uh, you know, if just think about the farm. Like I said, grain dryers, over 80% of the grain dryers in the country run on our fuel. Uh, the livestock barns, um, you know, the shops, uh, folks that are doing uh, weed flaming these days with um, weed flaming equipment. So that's a really interesting and neat concept. Uh, we have uh, equipment out on the West Coast that we're using just hot air off of a burner and uh, thermoculture. So we're blowing it through the crop canopy to dry it, keep the molds, mildews, insects at bay. So we've got some really innovative things that we're doing. We've got some research going on and some other applications that may have some farm use. So uh, we're looking forward to the future all the time. Everybody's looking at uh, cleaner energy. Propane fits in there, doesn't it? It does. We meet all current regulations. Uh, we love telling that story. Uh, if you want to take into account all the emissions at the electric plants that generate your electricity, we're cleaner than electricity. So um, not, a, not every state wants to recognize that, and that's a battle that our political folks uh, fight on a daily basis. But, uh, gosh, you can't find a better fuel, in my opinion, than propane. And what about from a power standpoint? There are probably some questions. Does, does propane match up in power? It does. Uh, in fact, uh, we've got a new on-road engine project that um, is a very, uh, I think it uh, should be public if folks want to go do a Google search. You can find the information. Uh, but we've got a, uh, a, a high horsepower, high torque uh, engine based on a diesel platform that the, the OEM manufacturer has made. Uh, we're testing it currently. We're actually outperforming their diesel version with our fuel. Uh, so that happens, uh, changing compression ratios, things like that. But our fuel allows for it, and, um, and we are still just, you know, doing a great job on the emissions side of things. So we can produce the power. We can produce the torque all do it in a clean and uh, energy efficient manner. So a lot more benefits than maybe people realize and uh, at least give it a check it out, right? Absolutely. Go to propane.com if you have questions. Uh, we've got market leads like myself and other markets as well. So if you've got a question about anything propane, uh, we've got folks to help you out and walk you through that process. Good to see you. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. That's Mike Newland. He is Director of uh, Agriculture Business Development for PERC, the Propane Education and Research Council, joining us here at Husker Harvest Days in Grand Island, Nebraska. It's opening day. We're broadcasting from the Syngenta Tent. Stay with us. Much more to come right here on AOA. Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines. These acres you've put your life into, your view each harvest morning. While the ag industry changes, this land is meant to be here for your grandkids and then theirs. That's why ADS and drainage contractors across the nation are doing our part to protect America's farm families. We're proud to provide water management solutions that make family farms like yours more profitable, now and for generations to come. Learn more about how we keep families farming at ADSPipe.com. Heading to Husker Harvest Days in Grand Island, Nebraska this year? Be sure to stop by the Syngenta booth to talk with local agronomists and product experts. Then walk across the aisle and visit the Syngenta Square to relax and enjoy a cold beverage. Mike Adams of Adams on Agriculture will be broadcasting live all three days from Syngenta booth 1106. Stop by to watch the show live at 9 a.m. That's booth 1106 at 9 a.m. We look forward to seeing you in Grand Island at Husker Harvest Days. 
You're listening to AOA. I'm Jesse Allen with this market update. Well, grain markets are trading mostly higher here in the uh, early portion of Tuesday, continuing from the overnight session where we saw some decent strength throughout the trade. Now, delays continue to hamper reopening of ports at New Orleans as power crews struggle to restore service to terminals. Tropical Storm Nicholas expected to bring heavy rains to the area over the next 24 hours, which will further complicate efforts to reopen terminals. Now, looking as well, we're going to be closely watching the demand side of the equation as uh, China needs soybeans on the water soon. It'll be buying cheaper beans for Brazil once they are available in January, although Brazilian beans need 45 days to cross the water to China. Nevertheless, the window for the United States to sell soybeans to China is basically from the start of harvest to January, February. So we need to take full advantage of that window and having those uh, ports reopened will be a major key. Now, also in the trade, it seems like uh, the trade not wanting to take a bullish or bearish stance right now as we start to get early harvest underway, and we're looking for some of those early results and uh, watching very closely here, working through the next couple of weeks. It feels like the market kind of backing down a little bit and settling into a trading range here until we get some hard yield data out of the fields. December quart up three and three quarters at 517. Soybeans for November up seven and a half, 1292 at a quarter. October bean meal down $1.90 a ton at 33960. October bean oil up 149 points, 5729. December Chicago wheat eight and three quarters higher, 695 at three quarters. December KC wheat up nine, 695 and a quarter. Spring wheat Minneapolis December up seven and a half at eight eighty three and a half. Livestock October live cattle up one ninety two one twenty four twenty. Feeder cattle for September up one thirty two one fifty three fifty two. October lean hogs down fifteen at eighty sixty two. Currently the Dow Jones up seventy four points. You're listening to AOA for the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen reporting. Through the years, you've really kept up with the times. You're on social media. Like, like, dislike, block. Maintained your health. 10,000 steps. I'm a beast. You even programmed your own smart home. In 10 minutes, remind me that I'm a genius. In 10 minutes, I'll remind you that you're a genius. If you can do all that, you can definitely save for retirement. Just go to aceyourretirement.org, a free online tool sponsored by AARP that can help you get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. At aceyourretirement.org, you'll meet Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach, and in just three minutes, get personalized recommendations to help boost your retirement savings. They're easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's brought to you by AARP, so you know they got your back. You are a genius. Take charge of your retirement. Go to aceyourretirement.org now. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. And back here at Husker Harvest Days, Grand Island, Nebraska, and we're broadcasting from the Syngenta Tent. Joined now by Travis Gustafson, Agronomic Service Representative for Syngenta. Good to see you. Good to be here. Let's talk a little bit about conditions uh, in Nebraska. What kind of year has it been? Uh, overall, I think it's been a pretty good year. Um, there's, you know, localized some storms and whatnot that uh, obviously for those people affected would be hard to deal with. But crops are looking really good right now. Soybeans are starting to dry down and uh, even seen a little high moisture corn come out. What have been the challenges? Let's start uh, disease uh, pressures that you had this year. Disease pressures were fairly light as far as our foliar diseases go. I think um, the dry weather kind of uh, slowed those down a little bit. Um, but we are seeing a lot of uh, sudden death and soybeans show up um, just because we did plant in some pretty cool soils this year. So um, that early early period of soybean growth was uh, not great as far as the sudden death goes. So that's starting to show up now. We'll talk a little bit more about that yes. later. What about insects? Um, Japanese beetles have really been moving in, affecting both corn and soybeans uh, into the, the heart of Nebraska, at least. And, um, uh, you know, as far as soybeans go, they've just been a big defoliator on soybeans. And then silk clipping and things like that happen uh, quite a bit on corn, too, from Japanese beetles. That's been the big one that we've really noticed the last few years. Weed pressure? 
as always, it's Palmer Amaranth. Um, you know, no no different this year. Every year is a little different on our herbicide performance based on the weather. And, and this year, I felt like we had a really good, um, really good conditions for pre-emerge herbicides to really hold back the Palmer. So, overall, that uh, that that's been a good story for us. But it, the pressure's still out there, and it's a, a weed we fight year in and year out. It's an ongoing battle. That's isn't right. It? That's right. Uh, so overall for Nebraska, you'd say this has been a pretty good year. I'd say it's been a pretty good year. I don't know how yields are going to come out. It looks like maybe trend line yields right now. Uh, but we're getting some cooler weather now. It's going to slow down the, um, the, the dry down process. And usually when that happens, we get better grain fill. So we'll see. There, there could be some pleasant surprises out there. You like pleasant surprises. Yes. It's the others and the farmers coming up to you saying, why did this happen, yeah, right? that's right. That's right. You get some of that? We get some of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this year it, it's looking like things are standing for us and, and we should be good. Every year is a learning year. Every yep. year is education. But, and you take what you learn from that particular year and, and try to apply it to the next year, right? Yep. Yep, and then you find out you were wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's the biggest thing that you're talking with farmers here at Husker Harvest Days about? Um, the big, obviously, the big things are weed management because we we can count on weeds every single year. Diseases um, can happen sometimes and not others, but the weeds are year in and year out the the big issue that we deal with. And so, just getting our um, trying to move farmers into like a two pass herbicide program into corn um, just so that they're extending that residual all the way through till canopy closure. Um, that's been an ongoing message for us and, and that's one thing we're highlighting here. And where can growers learn more about the, the programs and products that you have? Um, talk to your local Sagenta representative and um, if I had a website in front of me I'd read it to you. <laughs> but, um, that's for this. <laughs> Sagenta US uh, dot com or, or some derivative of that. So there you we'll go. Sorry about that. I don't have that prepared. That's all right. Well, you and I will talk about uh, SCN and SDS yep. a little bit later on, okay? Yes. Yep. Two big challenges for soybean growers. All right. Appreciate it. That's Travis Gustafson, Agronomic Service Representative for Syngenta. He'll be back with us a little bit later in the program. Also joining us now is John Greer. He's District 2 Director for the Nebraska Corn Board. John, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. How crops look for you? Crops look pretty good. We've had um, some really timely rains this summer. Not a lot. Not we, we could use always use some more rain, but we've had some very timely rains, so the, it looks pretty good. Now, where in Nebraska do you farm? We're, we're in south central Nebraska in, in northern Knuckles County. Um, we've we have some pasture down over in Webster County, and it's it's we, we've had a lot of grass this summer too. So mm -hmm. it it's been a good year for us. But Ir irrigated or dry? We're irrigated. Yep mostly irrigated. We have a few dry land acres, but not very many. Okay. I know that uh, with the Nebraska Corn Board, you uh, work very hard at promoting ethanol. And in fact, you've been in California promoting ethanol. Tell us about that. Well, I'm going to go back and give a little history on that. About a year ago, one of the uh, staff members from Nebraska Corn, Jeff Wilkerson, reached out to an enterprise in San Diego, Pearson Fuels. And Pearson Fuels uh, promotes E85, and along with that E85 for a clean burning fuel for California, they also use a renewable a uh, naphtha, which is the byproduct of soybean uh, or soy oil uh, refining. So it becomes a 100% renewable fuel. Uh, their growth curve is 20 to 25% a year, except last year during the COVID year, and it, but it it just leveled off. Mm -hmm. It didn't it didn't crash. And they're projecting another 20 or 25 percent growth this year. So last year we went to, well we didn't go to California, but we sent some funds out there to partner with one of the retailers to put in an E85 pump. So we thought it would be best if, if we go to California and look at uh, look at the results of our, the, you know, where our money went. Uh, one of the stations is open. We got to meet with all the station owners, and they're very very good businessmen. One of the stations was open. I don't know the volume of this pump but it's significant another station was just going to open it should be open by now uh, in a area that's being rebuilt and it's going to be an upper middle class area we were able to um, go to san diego and pearson gave us a overview of their business plan we talked to their people and 
they're all bought into selling E85 uh, big time. They, I was really impressed with the folks in California. Uh, they were, like I said, they were dedicated. I asked one of the young uh, employees, I said, what, what brought you to Pearson? And she said, because I'm an environmentalist. This is clean burning fuel. And so I was kind of sold on their program. Well, that's good to hear because that's been a challenging state, a challenging market uh, when it comes to biofuels and what their acceptance. And they seem to have, they were going to go a different direction for a while and they had their own uh, kind of programs. And, then, and it didn't look like it was going to be a great market for biofuels. And things kind of started turning and changing and, and things like this starting to happen. Uh, it's uh, with their low carbon uh, program out there, which they have done some things there I know that the biofuels industry doesn't always agree with but overall it has opened some doors out there I think it has and I, it continues to open doors when we were uh, uh, touring you don't go to California to, to go to s service stations and look at, at <laughs> gas pumps <laughs> not <laughs> usually no <laughs> but we did but when we were you know we noticed the pricing difference and there was about a dollar twenty to a dollar fifty difference in the price between uh, a 10% blend, which is mandatory in California, and the e E85. So if people are embracing that. Um, I give an example here that uh, Nebraska has about one and a half million people, I think, is a population, and there's about 1.2 million uh, flex fuel vehicles in California. So it's a it it became a logical move to make to go there and to explore the possibility. Uh, since that time. We have uh, partnered with Missouri Corn and Kansas Corn, and now we're putting together a package of, uh, of $1.25 million to send out to California to help develop the 85 market. Uh, Pearson had about 150 locations on their radar that they would like to, to develop. Well, the price ought to get their attention because we know gas prices are really high in California so get the lower price and the environmental benefits that ought to really uh, you know should bode well I would think for market growth and development there well we certainly hope so and I think it's a chance that um, we it, it's a possibility we we have to seize the moment on this thing we have to go out and we have to really truly promote our product we have a great story to tell here about ethanol and its benefits, and we need to do that more and more. Even though some people want to talk all electric vehicles now all the time, uh, we keep pointing out, here's a cleaner burning fuel that we have already in place right now. We right. don't have to develop it, it's here. Right, we have it developed, and it's, it's, it's renewable. It's going to be here year in and year out. We grind about 40% of the corn, in, I think, in Nebraska, something like that. Well, why not grind... 100%. Not 100%, but why not grind more? You know, because it's a very, it's a, it's a product that we can, that we can easily, easily market. Always regulatory challenges in any state, but California right. especially, California right? California especially. We had an opportunity to talk to a company based out of Finland that's making a conversion kit now that you convert, convert your vehicle to burn E85. Uh, looks pretty promising. It's very inexpensive, easy to install, uh, tailored to the vehicle that you're driving. Uh, they have to get EPA approval and then California uh, approval on that also. But so there's a there's a lot of innovative folks out there that are that are really supporting our industry. Sounds like you had a good trip and uh, it had to be good. To s you could go out there and say, I help grow this fuel, right? It was really it was really nice. I my uh, told my daughter I said one of those stations probably consumes more corn than we raise. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. They were great locations. And and another caveat to that also, we have a. There's a lot of people that that can't afford to buy the electric vehicles, but they can afford to buy the older vehicles and use the 85. Very good. All right, John, thanks a lot. Sounds like a very good promotion going on there. Good work. Thank you. Well, thank you. John Greer, District 2 Director for the Nebraska Corn Board, doing some great uh, promotion of E85 out in California. Stay with us. More to come from Husker Harvest Days here on AOA. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around.
Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. These acres you've put your life into, your view each harvest morning. While the ag industry changes, this land is meant to be here for your grandkids and then theirs. That's why ADS and drainage contractors across the nation are doing our part to protect America's farm families. We're proud to provide water management solutions that make family farms like yours more profitable, now and for generations to come. Learn more about how we keep families farming at ADSPipe.com. Heading to Husker Harvest Days in Grand Island, Nebraska this year? Be sure to stop by the Syngenta booth to talk with local agronomists and product experts. Then, walk across the aisle and visit the Syngenta Square to relax and enjoy a cold beverage. Mike Adams of Adams on Agriculture will be broadcasting live all three days from Syngenta booth 1106. Stop by to watch the show live at 9 a.m. That's booth 1106 at 9 a.m. We look forward to seeing you in Grand Island at Husker Harvest Days. This is Around the Table, where we explore the benefits of cooperative ownership. Today, we're talking about improving farm safety with Matt Surtick, Health and Safety Manager at CHS. Matt, I know you talk about the importance of paying attention to close calls and near misses. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Absolutely. Here at CHS, we put a really a big, significant emphasis on what we are calling near misses and good catches by all of our employees. And really, the reason is that it reinforces hazard awareness by everyone, to be able to see a situation, what could have happened, why it didn't happen. And then really, the next part is the most important is, what do we learn from it to prevent it from happening again in the future? It's really, when we look at near misses and, and those good catches or those, those close calls, it's important to note that they could have been someone else's serious injury or significant damage to the equipment. So people can encourage a culture of safety on the farm really encourage everyone to be watchful in bringing up the concerns. It, it starts with the leaders, the, the owners, encouraging the openness of the issues and truly following through with addressing those risks. The more eyes on a situation, the better. If everyone is looking around for each other, looking out for each other and sharing what they see, we really can truly make a difference. And lastly, I just say, don't rely on others' use of common sense to guide their actions. We've heard that, you know, use common sense when you're doing this process. But really, everyone doesn't have the same amount of experience. For individuals that haven't grown up in agriculture, they might not have the real-life experiences, knowledge, or kind of that situational awareness. So it's important that we're educating, we're learning from each other, and we're sharing these situations. That's Matt Sertic, Health and Safety Manager at CHS. Thanks, Matt. And thanks for joining us around the table. Learn more about the benefits of co-op ownership from CHS at cooperativeownership.com.
Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. Husker Harvest Day is here in Grand Island, Nebraska. Off to a good start. Weather is cooperating. Much cooler than it was here yesterday, that's for sure. And uh, the rain has held off so far as well. Good crowd here for opening day. We're broadcasting from the Syngenta Tent here at Husker. And back with us is Travis Gustafson. And this time, Travis, we want to talk about a couple of big challenges for soybean growers. And that's soybean cyst nematode and sudden death syndrome. And... Uh, those two really are connected, aren't they? They, they are. Um, a lot of times when you'll find the, the sudden death in your field, if you go out and sample, you'll probably also find the cyst nematode because they do, they do kind of um, work together there. So we talk a lot about, on SCN especially, soil testing and uh, knowing if you've got <laughs> a problem. And probably you may have it and don't even know it. It's costing you yield, right? That's right. Uh, cyst nematodes, uh, the only way you really know you have it is if you sample the soil and, and send it in for a test. And um, so a lot of times, you know, getting back a test result of, of zero or whatever could just be because you sampled the wrong area, not necessarily because you don't have it in your field. So there's a good chance you've got it and don't know it and um, just need to be vigilant about what you're doing about it. How does the weather that we've had this growing season, does that impact then... Uh, SDS and SCN pressure moving forward? Absolutely. Um, if you remember back to late April when we were planting soybeans, uh, we had a nice cold snap, and that really chilled the soils. And um, sudden death especially is a disease that infects actually right after planting in the you know, early May time frame, but it doesn't really manifest itself until August or September, like right now when we're seeing it. So... Um, the conditions you had back in April and May are really what drives the pressure of sudden death. And uh, we had some cold, wet soils in April, and now we're seeing uh, sudden death show up in our fields. And the chance of a repeat infection, pretty high. Yeah, once you've got sudden death, it's there. It's a soil-borne pathogen, and you're not going to be able to treat your way out of it uh, from, from year to year. You can, you can treat for that year as far as the seed treatment goes, but you're not going to eliminate it from the soil. You never want to lose yield in any year, but if you have a year, especially like this, where prices are, are higher than we've seen in a while, those bushels uh, that are being lost uh, are, are very costly. Right. You know, right now, uh, some of our uh, treatments that we're putting on, whether it's a seed treatment or a fungicide or whatever, with the current prices and the market we have, a lot of times it only takes a bushel of yield gain to pay for it. So, um, a lot of these decisions going into next year are going to be almost what I call a no-brainer, where um, the prices are really supporting us to protect our yields. We're talking with Travis Gustafson, Agronomic Service Representative for Syngenta, talking about fighting uh, soybean cyst nematode and sudden death syndrome. So, Travis, what are you recommending for growers to help defend those yields? For, for sudden death syndrome and uh, soybean cyst nematodes, we, we recommend Saltro seed treatment. Um, it provides um, great control, especially of sudden death, um, but also gives us that, that cyst nematode control. Those two pathogens do travel together, and so we want to control both of them rather than just one or the other. And um, Salter seed treatment will, will do that, and we're seeing wonderful results so far this season. We haven't got quite to the yield yet as harvest starts up, but uh, the visuals, you can see it down to the line of where we put Salter on versus where we did and could in then the case where travis uh, a farmer say, say he has pretty good yields in a field so thinking i don't i must not have a a, a, a nematode problem but then you stop and ask how much better could the yields have been right. if if you'd uh, if you've right. been aware yeah, like right? i said before if you don't know you have them if you don't know you have the nematodes um there's a good chance even in nebraska we've been kind of lagging behind the rest of the country on the progression of nematodes uh, but for the most part, Nebraska, wherever you grow soybeans, you're going to have uh, probably have nematodes nearby, if not in your field. And, yeah, if you, you won't know how much you're losing until you control them. 
and you're not going to know without that soil test. That's right. Yeah, get your soil sampled. Send them. I think um, the University of Nebraska will will uh, run those samples for free right now, and um, there's no reason not to know. So you say here in Nebraska, it hasn't been maybe as big a problem as in some other areas, but it's kind of coming. It's, it, 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 it's, it's here. Um, it's moved in from the eastern um, corn soybean belt, and at least for the last 10 years or so, we've had it We've had it in Nebraska longer than 10 years, but as far as widespread, it's, it's really moved across and, and covered all the soybean acres now. We know the uh, resistant varieties uh, are being worked on and developed. Not a huge inventory yet, but getting better. Yeah, the most prevalent form of uh, cyst nematode resistance is PI88788, and uh, that's been around for a very long time, and it's really starting to, to break down. There are some new re resistant sources coming into the market, but um, as far as seed supply goes, uh, they're probably not going to cover the acres that we need it to cover, but uh, be, be on the lookout for those because they are here, and, and um, there's new opportunities for cyst nematode resistant varieties. Do farmers talk to you much about soybean cyst nematode? Um, it depends on the year. This year the talk was on sudden death syndrome, um, but they do get the occasional questions around cyst nematodes because they, they do impact production around here. So this fall is really the time to start getting ready to, f to yep. fight it for next year, right? Right after harvest, go sample your soils, send them in to get tested. Um, right after harvest is the best time to do it because you'll have time to make a management decision before planting next year. And where can they get more information? Ysaltro.com. So I always, I talk a lot about um, soybean cyst nematode and it being this hidden yield robber and uh, just encourage farmers to get out there and get those soil tests done and see what your situation is and take every step you can, right? Yep. Yeah, it's not, when we're grid sampling in the fall, just scrape off a little soil, send it in, get tested. It, it'll pay off. Yep. All right, Travis Gustafson, Agronomic Service Representative for Syngenta. Thank you, sir. Yep. That wraps it up for here at Husker Harvest Days on this opening day. I'll be back here again tomorrow and Thursday. Much more from Husker Harvest Days, Grand Island, Nebraska, as we broadcast from the Syngenta Tent. Thanks for joining us on AOA. Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines. Heading to Husker Harvest Days in Grand Island, Nebraska this year? Be sure to stop by the Syngenta booth to talk with local agronomists and product experts. Then walk across the aisle and visit the Syngenta Square to relax and enjoy a cold beverage. Mike Adams of Adams on Agriculture will be broadcasting live all three days from Syngenta booth 1106. Stop by to watch the show live at 9 a.m. That's booth 1106 at 9 a.m. We look forward to seeing you in Grand Island at Husker Harvest Days.